everyone. I'm Sheila Price Brooks and I'm the co-host of this brand new podcast called Sleep Paralysis News. It's a it's a safe space, it's a place where we speak to people about their sleep paralysis experiences, where we share information, where we get up-to-date news. I'm Sheila Price Brooks, as I said, and I'm a PhD researcher. I'm, I'm also a long-time experiencer of sleep paralysis, um, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Cyrus. Cyrus is from Ohio. He's a filmmaker, psychology uh, graduate, and he's working on a film at the moment, which is all about sleep paralysis. So without further ado, I'm going to go over to our guest here, Musa. And Musa, I'd like you to share with us your sleep paralysis experience. Yeah, so I've uh, I've only experienced it once. I don't know how uh, prevalent it is amongst other people, but uh, this was maybe about 10 years ago. Um, I was in school in college at the time, and so I guess I was in a period going through a lot of stress, and I had never heard about sleep paralysis prior to that. Um, so one day I get back after school, and I think I had just gotten worked out, so I was pretty tired. And I get back to my, my room and um, it's late evening, a shower change, get ready. And I'm eating dinner. I'm sitting on my couch watching TV and uh, being kind of the couch potato I am. Sometimes I end up falling asleep on the couch and I don't know how long I was asleep for, but when I woke up, um, it kind of took me a, a minute to kind of get over this confusion and realize that I'm fully awake, but I can't move my body for some reason. And it took me a few minutes to kind of get over this confusion and realize like there's actually something going on. I'm not just dreaming or anything. And it's hard for me to say how long it lasted, but it felt like forever. <laughs> and um, I kept getting what I found out was uh, actually fairly common, this eerie sense that someone or something was behind me um and then after some time just kind of mentally trying to like burst out of this I guess inability to move eventually something triggered and I was able to like somehow spin around and turn around in this and I was breathless I remember that because I had been exerting so much energy to try to get out of this uh, motionless state and uh, I turned around, saw no one, nothing there. So I kind of calmed down a little bit and then uh, picked up my phone and Googled what just happened and discovered sleep paralysis and started reading about it. Uh, once I read about it, I kind of calmed down and I wasn't so freaked out just to understand that it was a fairly common uh, phenomenon. But, um, you know, from what I read, uh, I didn't find out that they know any true cause of it. Um, I guess there's a lot of theories, maybe. I'm sure you guys know more than I do. Yeah. Great. That's that's. Thanks for sharing that. So tell me, I mean, I've got quite a few questions that I'd like to ask. But first of all, did you tell anybody about your experience? Um, I told a few close friends. Um, and that's really it. You know, I mean... Over the years, I've been I've been pretty open about it. Whenever it comes up naturally, I, I do tell people. Um, but yeah. Okay. 
you also said that you were fully awake and so you knew you weren't dreaming that's that's really a significant statement there um what you're saying is that were you sleeping and you were woken up or did you wake up and it's like an alternate dimension or try and help us to understand that a bit more um some of it's kind of like a blur but it, it felt like i was asleep and i just somehow woke up and after a minute or two realized that i wasn't able to move consciously and but i was consciously able to see what was around me um so it kind of like I, I definitely did fall asleep but i kind of eventually woke up and kind of came to this realization that i'm in this paralyzed, paralyzed state and i have no idea why <laughs> yeah. and this this when you woke up the place that you were in was it the mm -hmm. same place that you went to sleep in yeah so you were seeing it in real time yeah yeah but you weren't literally awake correct and my tv was still playing so it was still happening <laughs> yeah yeah and how do you rationalize that now how do you what's your framework for that um well i read about it you know and some of the the research I read mentioned that a lot of people don't really truly understand the true cause of sleep paralysis. Um, but one thing I did re read is they theorized that maybe stress and um, not getting adequate sleep con on a consistent basis uh, could be, you know, related to it. And I've always felt that to be true because I've always kind of struggled and had issues with sleep. And like I alluded to, I was, you know, at that time I was in school, so pretty high stress uh, phase of life. So I, it kind of just made sense to me if that kind of make, if that makes sense to you guys. And so I just accepted that and chalked it up to that. And it was an isolated incident, you know, hopefully. <laughs> and um, so it doesn't bother me. Yeah, there's some uh, researchers that say that we go through sleep paralysis so we don't act out our dreams, especially in that rapid eye movement stage when you're deepest stages wow. of sleep. So I've jolted myself to sleep, you know, like I'm swinging a bat or wow. swiping something and you just wake up, you know, so that might be a theory that we stay paralyzed so that our minds can renew ourselves in that deep sleep and it might that and we still don't know that's why we're having these podcasts so we can put all these yeah. stories and testimonies together to really see the commonalities so that we can further discover you know why are we going through this and why is it not as popular as it should be i think it's like happens to 20 percent of the population i've heard different numbers but i think 20 percent sounds right and it's just a very mysterious mysterious phenomenon so that's what we're doing exploring yeah, I, like to, I would like to pick up on this airy feeling that you had that was so intense that you woke up thinking that somebody was there behind you mm -hmm. so so did you see anything at all 
I didn't see any any figure or anything like that. Um, all I saw was the room in front of me where I fell asleep. Um, but I just had a sense that someone or something was behind me and I just needed to turn around immediately. And I just couldn't turn around and that just kept freaking me out even more. <laughs> yeah. And, and was it a foreboding sense or was it a welcoming kind of sense that somebody was was there? No, it was not very welcoming. <laughs> No. It, it felt very eerie yeah it's also interesting that you say you had this 10 years was it 10 years ago you had this experience yeah. and yeah. it's still it's still there very much in oh, your, yeah. your memory yeah it definitely scarred me <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. it's left its mark oh yeah definitely yeah well it was such a like I had like I said I never I'd never heard of sleep paralysis prior to that so when it happened to me in that moment, I was so baffled. And that's why I immediately had to look up what could have been possibly the cause of this and kind of get a little more understanding of it. And just kind of reading that there were a lot of other people who do experience it kind of made me felt a lot more okay that it wasn't something wrong with me particularly. So yeah, yeah. Were you afraid to go back to sleep after that? Did you, in case it happened again? No, you know, now that you say that, it kind of seems obvious that I probably should have been. <laughs> but no, I wasn't. No. Okay, that's very, 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 very interesting. They, yeah. the sleep experts do say that our body um it does para paralyze it we we, pa we become paralyzed when we sleep to okay. stop us from acting out our dreams that's what the sleep scientists say so that otherwise you know you'd have a dream and you'd be doing all sorts wouldn't you so the body does shut down in that way that's what it says yeah. so perhaps that accounts for the the paralysis part or perhaps it doesn't um but there are still so many unknowns you know okay that's interesting yeah and it's funny how you um cyrus had earlier alluded to the fact that more people aren't con connected about this and when i found out about this podcast it was just like it just made so much sense i'm like you know how amazing that we can use technology today to kind of create that connectedness around this subject that is so a lot more widespread than most people realize. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, my question is, my question is, are you happy that it happened to you or do you wish it didn't happen to you? We try to ask all our experiencers that question. How do you feel? Are you glad that happened to you or do you wish it never happened to you? I'm I'm glad it happened to me once. I, <laughs> yeah, you know, because I, I'm sure there are people who do, might struggle with it. So, I, you know, I try not to like make it too laughing of a matter, but I would not want to go through it again, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. And do you think, can I ask, do you think that it's changed your outlook, you know, on certain things about your life, humanity, who you are, what you are? Has it influenced you in any way? Um, it definitely 
it definitely humbles you and makes you realize that at some level we're not always fully in control of our bodies and what happens to us and even our minds you know and mm -hmm. um, it's a very uh, awakening moment and that's probably why that memory like I said even 10 years later is still burnt into my head you know Yes, I agree with that statement that it's humbling. My scariest experience, I mean, yeah. I was just terrified to the point that I've never experienced terror or fear like that in real life. So it was humbling that I walk around life like you can try to act like a tough guy, but boy, yeah. you can, this will break you down to the yeah. innermost fear that you can feel. So I had a similar yeah. experience to you where I felt, you know, someone, um, approaching me from behind and you know it took me a long time to snap out of it but when I did I didn't see nothing but that feeling so from your experience um what have you taken away scientifically and spiritually from that if anything science and spiritual wise mm -hmm. um you know it's kind of funny because for me, I tend to mix a lot of the science and the spiritual sometimes. And what I mean by that is, you know, I've always kind of struggled with sleep in general, with, you know, insomnia from a, from teenage, from a teenage, uh, my mid teenage ages. And, you know, you don't, from a, at a younger age, you, you, of course it does kind of impact you, but as you get older, it, you know, the inconsistency of sleep really takes its toll on you from a mental and emotional side too. Yeah. And I started to get a lot more serious about sleep health and working on my sleep because prior to that, just like a lot of other people, I just kind of accepted it as, you know, I'm in this phase of life. It's just, I'm busy or I'm not, you know, my mind works different from a whatever, whatever it is. That's why I can't sleep, whatever it is. But, you know, at some point you just got to kind of put all that aside and say, you know, you know, I've got to just figure out what I need to do for my situation to get this right. So it really kind of hit deep in that sense um, in terms of spiritual, spiritualness and just kind of making me just think about sleep and health and my mind a little differently. Um, and scientifically, it just took me down this journey of learning more about my health. You know, I was always been pretty a uh, health conscious person and it always fascinated me, the science of health. But that experience just took it to a whole nother level. And prior to that, you know, just like a lot of people, my impression of health was simply just, you know, maybe diet and exercise. But um, when you add sleep, and hydration and emotional health and stress management to the picture and you kind of start to understand how those things impact our health as well it's you know like there's a bunch of pieces to the puzzle and um so it was very eye-opening for me yeah that's really interesting that you've you've shared that with us because your health is multifaceted isn't it there are like you said there's there are many areas in mm -hmm. terms of the sleep paralysis would you say that if you if you had to choose 
would you say that it was a spiritual kind of engagement or or experience would you say that it's a neurological something you know something maybe in your brain something in your sleep state something along those lines or would you be in the middle that says i just don't know you know initially i thought it was more of like a neurological scientific uh thing and i i still feel like there's some aspect to that um but then when I was doing my research, I came across some pretty interesting things like the fact that a lot of people around the world experience this and quite a few tend to share a very similar experience, particularly of seeing a similar image or feeling a similar image behind them. And the fact that so many unrelated people and unrelated incidences seem to have a very common you know, story to them, there's some spiritual play here, you know, and I, maybe you guys might know this, I read also that somewhere in Europe, maybe Finland, in some of their folklore, they have, um, I guess, a mythical being called Mir, or which they call Mir, and, and it's actually uh, based off the descriptions that people describe a shadowy figure like what we describe in sleep paralysis commonly and apparently that is the basis of where the term nightmare comes from have you guys heard that before yeah yeah i, th I think it's scandinavian oh. it's scandinavian scandinavian okay and, and i found that so fascinating yeah and it, yeah. yeah i tell everyone that story <laughs> yeah the word nightmare is originated from sleep paralysis and it's the mm -hmm air that you'd see in your sleep that's yeah. and that's, that's where that, you get yeah. your nightmare from yeah that's and it's very interesting so that means then that it was very prevalent back in those days for mm -hmm. our language to be influenced by sleep paralysis you yeah. know yeah. That, that is very very interesting and it would be called yeah yeah i believe sleep paralysis has been around since people have been sleeping i don't think this all of a sudden came around in the yeah. 1300s are like ever since mankind has been sleeping we've been going through rapid eye movement stage since the beginning of time we have insight to a deeper degree of the truth of the world that we live in and it's just it's very interesting yeah yeah so it's very much grounded in in history and folklore and um, the very fact that we'll say, oh, I had a nightmare last night. You know, you don't realize you're talking about in the olden days, it would have been you had sleep paralysis. You know, yeah. that's what you'd be saying. You know, so so it's very interesting that you brought that up, Musa. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought up that we, people are describing the same experiences all over the world. And that's really what led to my my script and my film project. And I do like to use the term collective consciousness of this whole world. There's yeah. 8 billion people in the world. And somehow we're all connected. I'm not gonna get too deep into it. Don't wanna offend nobody with, you know, spirituality or nothing, but you yeah. know, there is a collective conscious that, you know, we are experiencing the same thing from all over the world. There's no other explanation. Like, 
you can it's science and spirituality combined to me but it's yeah. an unbelievable phenomenon that we can explain the same experiences and we've never met each other more across the country it's like what's yeah. going on guys what's going yeah. on yeah it's 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 cool and creepy at the same time <laughs> oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you very much, Musa. I don't know if there's anything else that you'd like to add, Cyrus. Nope, that was great. I appreciate your time, Musa. Um, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I hope we all learn from one another in this journey. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate your guys' time. It was very interesting. I, you know, it's like I said, it's so cool that this this podcast exists to kind of cover this and connect the people who are experiencing the same things without realizing it you know so thank you guys thank you mm -hmm. thank you sir take care <laughs>